Are you ready to have some real convo? Get down to it and talk about real topics? I mean, opinions are like, tune into our live podcast talk show, The Four Opinions, with your host, on-air personality, creator and CEO, Tiffany Love, featuring the legendary Walter Q. Bear Banks with empowerment life coach, L.R. Wilson, Mr. Thomas Berry, every Saturday at 8 a.m. on 89.9 KMOJ. Y'all ain't rapping this morning? Wait, no, Thomas Newman had a bad rap when I wasn't here on time, okay? Oh, I gotta let you hear it because I recorded it. Yeah, yo, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was good, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was it was dope, though, I ain't gonna even lie. Like, it was dope. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Third cities. We up in here. Is your mic in? Is my mic working? She said... Eight. Eight. Is my mic working? Eight. You're not on eight. I'm on eight. I'm on mic one. I'm on mic one. Yeah, she, I can hear her. Can you hear me? Okay. Ah, good. We here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I know, right? Let's okay, go. look, we got to do this right now. Take down this number. How we supposed to say it? Six, Six one, two, three, seven, seven, three, four, five, six. For all those people that said we said too fast. Six one two three seven seven. Three four five six. Right. Call into KMOJ, the four opinions. Good morning, Thomas. Bless your hearts. I know. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Latoya. I just seen you like a couple hours ago. I know. Oh my I God. love you so Hi. much. Hey, Walter Cubet Banks, what's going on? We not you uh so but we we don't want to hear anything about last night because I had an event last uh-oh. night. Uh oh. Sound like a rant happening. Yeah, let's talk about the rants. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Stop right there. We're going to go right now. We're going to start out with the rants. Go ahead, Q Bear Banks. You can go first. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's Thomas' event. Yeah. That don't make much, it better. Much appreciation. Okay, yeah. Okay, that is true. Thomas did have his event. He, you know, I already inboxed him, was like, uh, brother. I almost said something else. Yeah. Why didn't FCC you come where we was at? And, you know, he totally, I, he said next time he got us because we do not do anything separately. Do You, you know that, right? Look at me. I love you so much. We don't do things separately. <laughs> and when I found out that he was not where I was at hosting this amazing event. Oh, she oh, yeah. was fire. I did good. I did, I did good. She was right. fire. I did good. So we'll get ready to go to the Thomas. But my rant is, I said already, I'm going to just say black man. Period. Any anything that goes under that black man, I'm just shaking my head. Okay. Uh, we got the, we. I mean, black I man. feel like that wasn't good. They could. I mean, I bet you every woman that's listening right now is like this black man. Nah. Some of and then some people woke up this morning like, oh, this black man. Right. So yeah, we gonna do both. Me. For me today, I'm gonna just do black man. I love my black men, and that's it. Yeah, I understand. But I love y'all. Period. Okay, Latoya. It's cold, and I need to be somewhere warm. Yeah. And I'm counting down the days until I get on to my flight. Yeah. Thank you. 
That's your rant. That's her rant. She wants some sunshine. Well, she like, been. You said how light bright I am. I'm fading away. It's too cold. Rice. Here. Rice. Shame on you. Those rice. Are, yeah. Rice. Those, those, <laughs> those, those aren't even rants. I'm okay. Those aren't even rants. What's your rant? We know Thomas got a good one. Shame on y'all. On us too? Oh, shame on. I mean, I'm not going to rant about y'all, but shame on y'all for those short rants. Anyway, <laughs> so 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 my rant today is about the 250 bodies that were found in Mississippi in a pauper's grave behind the county jail in Jackson. Mm. Black folks, I'm going to charge you with being immature and childish because your parents and your grandparents that you guys say you are so much more advanced because you know about depression and anxiety, they never would have stood for it. They would have never stood for it. They would never be walking around as happy as you are and as glee as you are in bliss of ignorance because they understood what happened to them coming off those plantations. You are ignorant to the fact that you have not made it as far as you think you are. Mm -hmm. Your ownership of this country is the same amount that it was coming into reconstruction and you have not moved the needle whatsoever. Mm. But you are so comfortable 250 unmarked bodies in a shallow grave in Mississippi in 2024. Imagine that. Imagine 500 black people going missing in the state of Ohio in October. Imagine that. And the list goes on. However, how can you dare save each other when you're too busy fighting with each other? Mm. This childish immature fight between black men and black women who are heterosexual, who was started by people who don't even have heterosexual persuasions. A young man called in last week and he talked about the griot. And this is the reason why I'm going to finish my rant with what I was saying last week. The griot is responsible for a lot of the ways that you guys are thinking. They wrote hit pieces on African-American heterosexual men, and they called us the white women of the race. Oh, wow. Imagine that. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. Imagine that. And mm. these were men who don't even like women. <laughs> but hey, when you read that piece criticizing brothers, did you think did the writer actually like black men? When they criticizing sisters, do they really like black women? Right. You watch these YouTube videos with these brothers, these passport bros, and they got all of these critiques about black women. Do they really like black women? Why are we so immature about ourselves? That's why you got the 250 uh, missing people inside of the graves inside of uh, Mississippi. That's why you can have over 500 folks. That's why you can have child protection services around the country snatching children out of their homes. Okay, and come folks through, are not saying five words about it because you're too caught up in the immaturity and the glee of ignorance. So that's my rant for okay. this morning. It's 2024. Let's step into it right. All right. And Q-Bear, can we get your uh, disclaimer, please? Amen. Hello. Okay. 612-377. That was a good one. 612-377-3456. You know, Tom is going to bring it. He gonna be really. I I haven't even seen that. I haven't even seen that. So that'll be interesting. That's crazy. Ben Crump is down after there, this. So it's all over the national. Yeah, news. I haven't even watched the news. So it's not up. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Today we have a wonderful, wonderful guest. Somebody I had Look the. In your eyes like that's dangerous, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I had the wonderful privilege of meeting this person, and I am so 
um, happy of the work that he's doing in the community. Um, you know how important it is we talk about incarceration and conviction. Um, <laughs> so I met this person. They got this wonderful program. Um, our topic today, we'll be talking about that. Uh, Lamar, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> Look, you got to get up on the mic. Get up on the get mic. Get up on the mic. But thank you for coming. Uh, we act, we have an opportunity to do some events and some things together. He had this wonderful program called People Living Upon Greatness. What I like about these brothers that I have met, they have like these classes, I mean, that we'll be talking about that y'all have on Tuesdays. But when I'm with them, you know, just growing up, like once you get convicted and incarcerated, like everybody acts as if that is the end of the road. And what I like about these black men that I have been seeing in this in the Twin Cities is like they are really doing something. I know you work with Hennepin County with that uh, area. And then, you know, so um, <laughs> and, you know, so it just feels good just being around these people, knowing that there is life after incarceration and conviction, things that they could do. So if you could just briefly tell us, like, about yourself, and then we'll get to the, the things about what you're doing in the community. Once again, good morning, everyone. Thank you for having me, KMOJ. Um, again, my name is Lamar Green. Um, I was once, come, you know, incarcerated, and coming out of incarceration is it takes you about two years to get on your feet yeah. uh, credit-wise. Uh, you know, you can't get a place to live. Uh, you can get a job right off, but, you know, you need that support system. And uh, what people living upon greatness is we want to be that support system for people coming from incarceration to give them a, a, a basic foundation, which is housing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. About the housing. I know because we was kind of talking about that. Like, that's the most thing, like the, the challenges. What are like some of the challenges and the barriers that come with um, once you get out of incarcerated? I know it's just like the job, you know, the job thing first. But now it's kind of getting more uh, flexible with hiring felons. As I know it's a lot of people. Right. So some of the restrictions have been taken. Well, a lot of the restrictions have been taken off, especially since COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So COVID was a. Talking to the mic. It's COVID was a blessing and a curse because, you know, it opened up a lot of doors for people who almost, who didn't have the opportunity before. And so they want to work. Right. And so they let people come work. Now it's like, oh, so now, now you want to go ahead and let people work. Right. Like with backgrounds and everything. And it's like, really? Yeah. Really? Because that's been the most challenging thing. Like people that have a conviction or anything on their record, like getting a job. And like you said, once COVID hit. Oh, it's all that's the opportunity. Dude, did you have any struggles when you uh was released to find jobs or was it really hard for you? Um, didn't have a uh too hard of a time finding a job. I had a job the first week out. Okay. But it was hard for me to find a place to live. Right. So, you know, you don't have that credit history, you don't have that you know, all those attributes that it take to get you a um a place to live coming out of incarceration mm -hmm. so uh that was the main part and um living in in these like halfway houses and you know transitional houses it just wasn't you know you have drug infested uh you know people dying right next to you mm -hmm. you know you can't give a guy a honest start you know right or re-entry back into society with those things around him um it was just hard yeah and and um people living upon greatness is here to make to, to make that change for people coming from incarceration so they can have that you know that stable support because it means so much to have somewhere to lay your head you know yeah. to, a place to think um a place to get you know gather your thoughts and stuff like that um and, and you know 
to call your own. So uh, that's why we are doing this, because, you know, we don't want anyone to feel less than human getting out of incarceration. Man. This is supposed to be a, a, a celebration, right. a new start to your life, right. a second chance. And we want to give uh, people an honest start. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing about it. Like that was so like we go on daily to just, you know, how we don't take that moment and like talking to them when I be talking to them. It's like, man, to not these people out here are like thinking that they can just do this to people. Like if right. you were saying some of the housing situations the that you was lords. living, right, the slumlords, and it's like, that's not fair, but it's like it's so crazy because we was all talking about that last week, survival. Yeah. You get to survival, like you're going to be able to just sleep anyway. You're just getting out of jail, don't have no family, all that stuff, and then you go into these slum landlords where they just, all the conditions, just you just live here, and this is okay. Right. But you work hard, you know what I mean? Because shout out to Eli for just getting that restored vote. Right. That was something that I heard I had him on the radio with Q Bear and he was talking about that part about like, okay, you say we can't do this and this, but we're paying taxes. Right. We get right out and we're paying taxes, but we can't vote for a pothole that needs to be fixed in our community. And I was like, man, like, you know, not paying attention to none of that. Like, that's true. So if you want to talk about some of the conditions that they are um, given to people who's recently released from prison, like what kind of situation that you went through in the housing? Wow. Um, you know, you go in some of these housing, um, you know, uh, situations where, you know, you have their drug infested and they're not mm -hmm. cleaning them up or some of them, like you like you mentioned before, slumlords where just the power zone, you don't have any hot water or, you know, it's just a shell of a house that they got you in there and not trying to fix anything uh, because they know that you can't do really, right. really do nothing about it. Right. And if you make any noise about it, you know, they can right. kick you out. Mm -hmm. right. And, you know, there goes the recidivism right there because you got to report to your parole officer. Hey, I don't have a place to stay. Well, let's take you back to prison. And also, not only that, you pay a lot of money to stay there. Correct. A lot of money to stay there. So you're working hard every day to stay in a location where you wouldn't even let an animal stay. Well, yeah, you wouldn't even let an animal stay in like animals stay in better places. That's correct. Yep. And that that's that has been my gripe or for a very long time working in, you know, that field is like, why would you want them staying there? And then you wouldn't even stay there. The floor caved in the walls, just ridiculous going on home visits like I ain't even stepping up in there. So how you got, you know, got them living there. Right. And it's the reporting them to go back to prison. We were yes. just talking about that. Like, if you don't have nowhere to stay, like, you got to stay there because you don't want to go back to prison. So I'd rather just be out and stay here. That's just. Mm -hmm. So the answer to uh, recidivism, you know, one of the answers is housing. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't uh, expound on that enough. Because without a, a decent place to live, you know, a lot of these brothers go back into uh, incarceration. Right. Uh, you go back to doing what you know to get what you can get from right. the street, mm -hmm. you know, and that's real. So uh, we have to pay attention to that, uh, Twin Cities. Uh, we have a lot of good organizations like Start Today that will help uh, people with their rent. Uh, uh, we have Until We All Are Free that when uh, when guys get out, they can, you know, go there as a safe place and get like um, a kit where you get your toiletries and you can get some money or you can get a place to live. You know, they can, they have those type of, uh, you know, um, 
support systems. And it's a lot of organizations just like mine that are out here to give these guys a second chance. And we just want to let uh, these guys know that's listening, you know, reach out. Yeah, yeah. 612-377-3456 is the number to call in. We was also discussing the importance of your um, support system once you get out. I know we talk about the housing and getting to all that stuff and getting a job. And another thing that we were, you know, just discussing, like, how important it is to have that foundation to make sure you stay on that, that right path to to be back into. Stay out. Know, yeah, you know, to be back into the world. And yeah, uh, by... Uh, People living upon greatness have uh, a support system for the guys. Like uh, we have a, a connection with Minnesota Dislocated Workers, mm. where if a guy wanted to dig ditches, he can get certified in digging ditches. Mm. If he wanted to get certified in uh, websites or building websites, he could do that through the Minnesota Dislocated Workers Program, and that's through um, people living upon greatness. We can help you with that. Mm. Well, all I'm saying, guys, is just reach out. If you're out there, you know, please reach out. Yeah. We got a phone call. Welcome, caller. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, good morning, everybody. Hey, so uh, my name is Adonai Israel, you know, and I am uh, a very close associate of Lamar Green, and you know, I can vouch for um, um, I can vouch for what he's trying to do here. You know, trying to provide individuals like ourselves who have been justice impacted, you know, opportunities to find stability, and it's like. Uh, you know, when I first heard you guys, you started with your rants and things like that, right? So I was listening to uh, uh, when you started off and everybody gave their rants, and I had my rant, and it was actually about housing. Oh, and wow. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, so um, I always, as I always say, it's like, we, us as a people, we, we always have a lot of things on our plate that we have to manage. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and without stability, it becomes oh so impossible to manage things. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. So it's so it's um so it's like so it's, so housing is one of the greatest components of stability that a human being can have. You understand? Because that that it becomes their haven, their resting place. It becomes a place where they have to they're able to sit and think and 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 plan. And set out goals, you know what I mean, and able to so because they have their warmth, they have their security, and so it's like housing is a is, is a great stabilizer for any family, right? For any man, woman, or child, is a great stabilizer. And 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 with all of this surplus that Minnesota has, I do not understand why organizations such like ours, you know, um, are not utilized in 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 in, in trying to. Uh, uh, circumvent or trying to uh, to turn around this 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 great um um, um era uh, uh, this great uh, era this great um um I, 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 this is my rant so it's like I, I'm very <laughs> emotional ahead, about no, that you know what I mean so, so it's like because because this is a very real thing to me right um you know so it's like and and it's like we have all these organizations you know what I'm saying that are out here trying to do this work and it's like and they have all of this surplus and it's like we just—it's like we can't even find uh, utilize the properties that are just sitting right. abandoned here. Just get them fixed up to use. You know what I mean? Um, uh, we can't even get support from them. It's, it's almost as if like it's a big set of these impossible things for us to try to get support from them. You know what I mean? And I really don't get it when they have such a prevalent problem. Yeah. So it's almost as if like 
we they prepare us to be incarcerated. And right. it seems like a, and these right. and these landlords they acting like gatekeepers, especially these slumlords. They acting like gatekeepers because exactly. if they don't agree with what's going on, they can easily just call your parole and say, "Hey, well, I have to get you know I have to let the client go." And your right. parole agent don't care. You lose that, they automatically think something wrong, so they automatically send you back. So it's, it is, yeah, that's that's just really sad. Yeah. It's like even with you know, it's the overall just in the Twin Cities or whatever. I'm not don't hang up because I want to talk about um, actually a couple of questions too. But it's the okay. same thing. It's like even with people who has not been incarcerated, you come in three times the income. Your credit score got to be, you know, all this stuff like what? And then you got these people, and I, I, I still haven't investigated and don't charge me people that's listening. Like how do they get into like you know the Somali community, the Asian among community, like they're in the brand new buildings in Minneapolis that they just built. And I know they said they got something with a, brand, a refugee grant and all this stuff. But I'm like, checking their background. Look, mm-hmm. checking their background, checking their social security mm-hmm. number. They coming from a whole different country. We don't know what they did, but we can't get into the properties that we've been here with a social security number. And like I said, I haven't, because I be getting so mad. I haven't investigated what how this process works. And then they come and they pay their rent for like five to two years. And they live in, in this beautiful spot that's built for us. But they're all <laughs> filling it up. And it's like, cause it was a couple of properties that I seen like over South Minneapolis. And I'm like, oh, these are going to be nice. High ceilings and really, I'm like, man, I love to see this overlooking the, the bridge. And then when I go, yeah. my daughter got in there afterwards you know because our credit score and everything is good so she but then when i went there everybody that lived there was somalian and like i'm like mm-hmm. where's that yeah. three-time income where's a background check like how right. did they get up in here you know they so up in there because they organize and we don't organize yeah. they look at yeah. every uh construction that's going up they get in contact with the management company and they apply before mm-hmm. the construction is done so they have organizations <laughs> And agencies, yeah, yeah. they have mm-hmm. uh, they have community centers that are channeled just for them. Mm-hmm. We are on this mm-hmm. BIPOC thing, and we want to be. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious. Like yeah. that's real. That's when, real. You know, yeah. you guys. When y'all say, you know, I, I know it's for opinion, but the thing is, I'm sitting in the room, so I know the facts. I can mm-hmm. tell you how people are doing it. I can tell you what's being done because I'm sitting and I'm. They will tell you how they do it. The mm-hmm. problem with us is we're disorganized and we don't believe in family because most of us came here from other places. They came together as a family unit. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I've seen even with them, the, the men and the women are both on welfare and Section 8 together, which in our community mm-hmm. is a little bit different. Right. But it's all about organization. Right. So when you're disorganized, that's one thing. The other thing, too, is that when you talk about prison, this is the only time, according to the Constitution, that you can be back rendered as a slave. See, most folks don't know that. So yeah, once you 13th. go to Thirteenth Amendment, Thirteenth Amendment. So once you mm-hmm. go to prison, you are back rendered a slave to the state. Mm. So Absolutely. most folks don't understand that. That's why they don't give them. And we talked about people living in conditions worse than animals. They're living in conditions akin to what our ancestors lived in. But we don't understand mm-hmm. that. So it's hard for us to do that. One of the last pieces that Minnesota has the bottom of uh, all statistics and data when it comes to black home ownership. If yes, we can't do. own homes, then we can't rent to our people when they do get out that's of prison. Right. That's correct. Yeah. So that's another that's part right. of the problem because we're not buying uh-huh. homes and we're happy about Section 8 openings when we should be talking about affordable home ownership mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. affordable renting. And so if you own it, <laughs> Adam and I like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Adam and I, I know that we also had the discussion. Thank you for calling in. Um, I know you were supposed to be here today, but um, 
we wanted yeah. to talk about the the group that you have because we went to talking about the support group and how important that is. I know on Tuesday you can mm-hmm. let us know about your um your support group that you have for everybody. Like he made it for also Absolutely. for us, for women, for the wife, for the mm-hmm. cousin brothers. You know, just to come in and just talk the to family. be that, to be supportive. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, um, so short, real short, short. I, you know, I did um, I did 24 calendars behind bars in Minnesota. So um, in, in the midst of doing that time, you know what I mean, I just kind of made a decision that I was just going to uh, not do the things that I was doing. I wasn't going to be the person that I was leaving that I was coming in. So... Uh, in my journey, I, uh, this, organi- this organization called the Power People Leadership Institute come into the institution. And I joined this organization, shout out to Pops, Power People, shout out to Dr. Vernon Price. Um, I joined this, this group, and it just changed my life, man, the things that they teach, you know what I mean? So what happened was they, and the, it, it just kind of grew. And out of that, we have this uh, organization that we call Out and Poppin' that we have meetings every Tuesday night, right? Yep. So, so every <laughs> Tuesday night, uh, yeah, every Tuesday night without fail, you know what I'm saying? Don't make no difference, you know. I think I think we only miss maybe a day or, I mean, we miss a one week or two, depends on where the holidays fall at, out of the year. But we meet every week of every year, all right? And every, you know what I mean? So it's like on Tuesdays, 5.30 to 7.30. And um, I think that what males, particularly black males, black Hispanic males, you know what I'm saying, Asian males, you know what I mean, just males, period. I just think what males are missing is like, we don't hold each other accountable oftentimes. And and I mean, just talking about all small things, because small things lead way to go to bigger things. We don't hold each other accountable. What this group has done, and I don't think it was, I don't think that was its focus, but what this group has done, because this group is just so honest and powerful, you know what I'm saying? We just these we just have a brotherhood in this group, man, right. that that you would only have to be able to sit in there to feel what this is, to hear what this is, you know what I mean? Right. This is something that's been growing in there, and, and it's organic, and it just kind of grew to a family. So a lot of the brothers that bring their wives and girlfriends, um, a lot of the community members come in because they hear about us, you know what I mean? So, right. um, yeah, I, I cannot tell this program enough for brothers, brothers of, of no matter where you come from, you know what I'm saying? Your education, your economic, your ethnicity, it's like these brothers, man, it's like, um, this is a group that is so powerful, and it's particularly for brothers who are transitioning out of anything that is detrimental to their health and well-being. I mean, this is the kind of teaching and training and the kind of meetings that um, we as as men miss in our lives because right. because of the way society tells us that we have to be, okay. you know, from from early on, you know. So, but um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean. I, no, I was just gonna say if you could tell on. us the address and what days that is that is on Tuesdays. Five um, ooh, I hope I hope I was gonna kill. I hope I was not. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, um, we, we're right here in, uh, we're at 600, uh, 600, uh, 18th Avenue North, you know, um, yeah, Ooh, I mean, it's a, it's a whole lot of people coming, probably gonna probably kill me, but it's like, but, but that's all right, but, hey, but that's, that's okay, right, because, you know, yeah, that's all right. yeah, it's okay, because, you know, because, you know, I, I, you know, I, 
vouch for, for this program. And I can tell you, there's members that are here, members, hundreds of us, hundreds of us, all right? Uh, yeah, I like hundred. And, and if they and they can they can they'll tell you the same thing that I'm telling you right now. <laughs> okay, so right, yeah. and that's what I said about the random like black man. Like from way when yeah. we be talking about this thing, like they have a lot of things, and I like the accountable piece because we always talk about how women we got accountable partners, we got our yeah. life coaches, mm-hmm. we got our, our healing groups, we got our. Yeah. <laughs> we got so much going oh, on. Look, and I just, I'm yeah. just so I can't wait till the black men be able. Like we got our brothers' night. We got our brothers' healing. Like I, I like that to be able to that they can have well, their own stuff to do. Quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And let me say this real quick. All of the individuals who have been involved with this organization for Pop has come out. You know, or who have who are transitioned out. And I'm gonna tell you something. Um, we are a like eighty percent. Um, 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 uh, what is it, employment rate? Eighty mm, percent of yeah. us employed. You know what I'm saying? Um, eighty um, percent of us have not went. No, matter of fact, no. I think like more like ninety percent of us have not gone back to prison. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like this is what I'm telling you. This organization has connected brothers who are transitioning to something that is that is not in existence in America. <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm saying, and, I, and any brother who's involved in it, they can tell you the same thing. I'm not kidding. Well, thank you. I, my words cannot do it. <laughs> he loves this yeah. group. Go ahead. <laughs> I, now, this is how you be when I talk to you about it. Like, and I'm happy for you that I'm. I'm glad you brothers did start to do that. Thank you for um, calling in. We want, and that's where we're gonna get to the part about entrepreneurship. We know even after you working, you know, and doing yeah. everything that you need to do, how is it for? That's probably the the the, the go to right now. Is like having your own business Absolutely. and everything so you won't have to ask nobody right, for something right 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 so listen you want to talk I, about yeah in, in, oh yeah entrepreneurship. I, I can, I, you know i don't want to be naming off people but in this group we have individuals who come home and have started their businesses have businesses and are hiring people you understand what i'm saying yeah so it's like these are guys who just who have who have just found a found that place and was like you know what i'm not what i have done Amen. If somebody if somebody want to keep talking about what, what what happened, then that's their issue. It can't be mine. Honest to God with you, I walk around with I walk around with like uh, that responsibility. You know what I'm saying? That responsibility. It's like I, I know what I've done, right? And I and I carry that responsibility with me. I never go into a place and and be talking about anything with and I'm not carrying it with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was one of I was one of those individuals who took away from the community. Now I'm just giving back. You know what I mean? So it's like so I'm carrying it, and these are the reasons why I'm giving back because it's like you know I've affected the community in such a way that now there is somebody that um, they can't put their stamp in it, right? Mm. So I have to do that. Yeah, you know, or or I'd be wasting the space and the time that I have on this planet too. Oh, and so, just to, um, and just yeah. to piggyback mm-hmm. on what he said, um, like mm-hmm. as far as entrepreneurship, it's easier yeah. for a guy to get out of incarceration and get his yep. own business versus starting from the bottom um, and working for somebody else and and making them wealthy. You can make yourself right. wealthy. You know, just just right. take that bet on yourself. You know. When you get out of incarceration or any 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 person, just take that bet on yourself and start your own business. Give back to community. Oh, yeah. And that's how it starts. Yeah. When you start giving back, when you start helping other people, take yourself yeah. out of the take yourself out of the uh the equation. Yes. Because once you do that, you know, 
like people always say the you know I'm going to chase the bag, but that's not that's not it. When you take yourself out of the equation, the bag start chasing you. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we have to understand that part. We've been like uh, traditionally trained. Hey, we need to work for somebody. I need to get this salary. No, you need to get your own business. Right. And that's where it starts. So uh, for all the, the, you know, again, the people that are coming from incarceration and it's guys listening in prison right now this morning after you got out of child. Let's work on trying to get that LLC or the nonprofit. Instead of trying to get out and work for someone, right. you know, and um, the plug, the plug, uh, power of the people uh, until we all are free. Eli Darius, um, all these guys, we've been where you are. We're here to help. And at some point, we're going to start going back into the prisons and helping these guys. So when they get out, it's not a question about support because they already know that mm. they have that pipeline. And it, to success. And that's what you just said, like people that's listening to it right now out the child, they, they are like listening to us. And what you said, like, got so many people, because I remember I used to buy artwork from somebody that was in prison. They used to draw the pictures of the families or whatever. Yep. Like, though, it's so many creative people. Very. I know somebody who did a 25 year bid too. And there's so many, like, the gifts or whatever that we were saying will be like, so, like, who made this? Like, these before automatic, uh, automated, uh, cards used to come out like you said and i'm like they, they are so good yeah. yeah and it's like like then like you said if they're listening right now the stuff that you're doing right now you could be already getting that in process for when you do get out to you know make that your career you know make money off of that right. doing these black businesses because it seems like entrepreneurship is where it's gonna be yeah you know and anything that you love to do right it, it makes it easier for entrepreneurship so right. go, tap into that and um, we got to we got to call her. So you hold that thought right there. Good morning, caller. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Hey. I had misinterpreted earlier. I just want to say I'm born and raised from here and I completely understand. And I was incarcerated as well. And I'm from here and I get exactly what as a gentleman is speaking on as far as men. Now, I've dealt with plenty of organizations. When I came out, I worked for Alliance of the Streets. I was the first woman to cut the ribbon at the first treatment facility over in North Minneapolis. I also worked for Community Justice Partners with Mary Gaines. I did a lot of things, and I did not get nowhere at all. That threw me as a female back into the street that went back to my old ways. Mm -hmm. I just turned 52 on New Year's. Happy birthday. I'm born and raised from here. Women go through a lot of things. It's not just about a man. Mm -hmm. I've dealt with mad dads. Everything I had gotten from them which false information or landlords didn't do. Yes, property up here sucks. It's so underground. Now there's this new thing called Section 42, okay? I just moved from Stillwater, Minnesota, landlord dogged us out, to East St. Paul. Mayor Carter signed up for Uvang. My house has been leaking over there, my brand new unit, up East 7th Street for over five months. We had to finally leave. It is so sad and sickening that people that are from here and these organizations do not give out the chance for us to grow and prosper. There is outsiders besides us men and women who disregard the fact that if they get an opportunity somewhere, somehow, they still choose to destroy it one way or the other. Mm -hmm. For example, like all the PCA cares or 
their families. Or I agree when I heard what she said in Somalians. I say the same thing. They was riding camels, and now they're driving new cars. I get this. I am born and raised from here. Now, because of me having to leave the parkway, mind you, this is where the girl got murdered at. There's been no management there. It is so sad over there. Now I'm in a new unit. Um, it's a lot smaller. Mind you, my roommate, my spouse, he is a vet, two-time Iraq. He's 55. He's just now finally getting some subsidy of help. I worked for St. Stephen's Alliance of the Streets. That's what they were called at first. The Peace House. I cut the ribbon at North Point over North. Why are you touching my Man. I've came a long way, you know, and I'm from here. So here's what I want to say. The thing about it in my eye is this, and still to myself, as being a woman, there's a lot of things that you have to accept in a relationship, true enough. I've been with this man 17 years, and I'm going to say this again. VIP has his perks, love promotions, and this is her brother. Love him to death, okay. but I'm going to tell you something. Okay, yes, Miss Williams is my sister. Okay. Okay? All right. The thing about this here in Minnesota, this is the land of milk and honey. Everybody has opportunity. I have so many ideas. I don't know how to go about myself. I hate that I've wasted all this much time and being so aggressive and destructive and a retired gangbanger. Did time for something I knew nothing about. Lost a lot of things behind all of this, and here I still sit. Now they want to call this Section 42. Well, now I'm in another Section 42. I don't, I, I don't even know what Section 42 is, but you know what, sister? Based off your income. Oh, okay. Go ahead. But, but, to say, but I wait, say he this. wanted to say something real quick. Okay. Well, um, I wanted to say, sister, um, uh, we appreciate everything that you've done, the cutting the ribbon and all the uh, energy that you put back into the community. And to have a pipeline uh, that we that we have, you could reach out to myself. I could put you in contact with some organizations that can help you in your situation. Um, again, you know, my name is Lamar Green and we have a nonprofit called People Living Upon Greatness. And that's what we want to make everyone uh, aware of. Because we do live upon greatness. It's just about, in you know, the person that's inside us. If you believe, if you believe in the higher power uh, and you can reach out and like you did, you helping someone. Now yeah. it's time for somebody yeah. to help you, sister. So, yeah. um, again, reach out. Yeah. Look, Lamar sounds so professional, didn't he, Johnny? You could come out to the people. <laughs> Go ahead, Thomas. So I want to say this because I think people make the mistake of thinking that everybody has it. It's people who ain't been incarcerated that live in worse conditions as well. It's an illusion of inclusion in Minnesota. And what I always say is Minnesota is one of the places where black folks hate history. Dred Scott case was born right here in Minnesota. This is where you found out that you was actually three-fifths of a man. So if you don't know that history and you still think that you got more than what Dred Scott had, that's why you're suffering. Folks come here because of Section 8. We, we listen, mm-hmm. most black folks came here for welfare benefits, yep. not true. for entrepreneurship. That's why you don't have entrepreneurship. That's why you don't have home ownership. Part of the problem is our thinking. The other aspect, when we talk about these other groups, I'm going to point back again, family structure. Most of them have family structure. They still have clan leaders that call the shots. Where's our leaders at? How do we talk to our leadership? How do we allow other people to call the shots for us? You don't have time to be at the table. Are you listening to the people at the table? Or do you think you know? 
does your opinion matter more than the facts? How do you feel versus how somebody else knows? And when you don't have leadership, because see, the body is nothing without the head. And so we have a body with no head. And so it doesn't matter whether you're incarcerated or you're out here, because I've heard from a lot of my brothers who got out of prison. The main thing that they would tell you is that even out here, you're more locked up out here than you are in there. I know. I heard that too. More, right. more surveillance, more everything. Hold on. I've been quiet today, so I'll let me get my time. Let no. me lay. Let me lay. No, I was telling you that we had a phone call. I know we got a phone call. <laughs> get, but, so but when you but get done. But let me lay. Let me lay because I'm going to stop. <laughs> you know, I'm, that's our little brother. He be always. Stop on this. Because, sister, what I want to tell you is if you and your, uh, your, your, your spouse, if you guys are looking for home ownership, Look into the Rondo uh, Land Trust. That would be a great way for you to get property. And no matter uh, what you're looking at as far as your uh, prison record, they may be able to help you go through a program and to be able to get affordable home ownership. Something you could pass down uh, to your children after your time is done. So that's what I would tell you. There are things that's coming out with the surplus. I know that was talked about earlier that is going to allow people to be able to get into more affordable home ownership. And they're looking at things like records and other things like that to make sure that they give everybody opportunity. But you have to seize this moment in 2024 moving forward because the dollars are coming down the pipeline. It is. Go ahead. Go ahead, Carla. Good morning, Grand Rising, my people. I'm, I'm happy I got through. This is something that I definitely feel strongly about, um, not just resource-wise, but um, my boyfriend is a felon. Um, you know, there's a bigger issue with just the resources in-house, the caseworkers, the POs, the ISR agents, like, oh, the, the, lack, the lack of true connectivity and support. When it comes to saying, yes, here's a list of staffing agencies that work with felons that run quick backgrounds. Here's jobs that are hiring before the beginning of the year because nobody was hiring in December. Nobody. Nobody through staffing agencies. Yeah. How is that? And, you're, and these people are just like, well, no passes because you're not getting a job. You're not showing real results. So now you're on restriction. So there's just... There's a lot of actual in-house gatekeepers that mm. really try to keep people down. Really? These houses are cold. They're old. They're not insulated correctly. There's, they're, they're, these people are not helped. These people are not helped. Throughout this entire phone call, I was on the way to pick up my boyfriend from his job and still with him now. It's, it's a thing. It's a whole thing because there's just true, very true lack of resources from myself who went down for depression earlier this year. And I waited two and a half months to get connected with an arms worker who can help advocate for real resources. There's so much, there's so much. And when people say Section 42, that's subsidized housing. But, you know, you have to go and be accepted to each individual one as opposed to, like, Section 8 where you can just take it. That's why a lot of people move up to Duluth and end up staying out there because you can get Section 8 within a couple of months, but you got to stay up there for a year before you can move it to a different county. Mm. There's just, there's so <laughs> I, much I, I, that people are not tapped into and tuned into. And when you say support, the real, the real true support, 
is the fact that our people are falling for the mass distraction instead of paying, staying tuned in. When we talk about the 250 graves and our people would not have fell for that, it's the mass distractions because the people are talking about it on Facebook, but then you keep scrolling and two minutes later you forgot about it. Yeah. And so not yeah. only are we eating the red and yellow dye to cook, to make hyperactivity and short attention span, we're falling for it and we're buying the gimmicks. It's it's so big. It's so big and where we and where we advocate for, for housing and let's let's buy home ownership, you know, APR rates are through the roof. And so where some people will get locked into those and not be able to refinance to lower percentages, a lot of people are gonna feel duped. And so I'm, I'm all for any and all resources. 211 doesn't do enough. 211 right. is United Way in case people do not know if you are having problems, any type of anything. That 211 is what you call, but they, they just point you in a direction of, here you right. go. <laughs> it did it. Did no connection. That's the that's the thing about it too that we always talk about that and they getting all this funding for that. I just like for me, I just sitting here, I really feeling really sad because we like take life for granted. Like those of us who are like at this point, because I remember being on welfare, I had kids and stuff, and I remember being on section eight. I remember all these things like how Thomas talk about it, like being that person, like your mind to be set up for that, like not knowing how to set up for home right. ownership, not knowing how to set up for entrepreneurship. You know, now you at this big age, like we said, you, you're trying to fast forward and that's why I pour into my children now so they could be different than what we knew, you know, back in the 90s and 80s and stuff. But it's like... I There's feel, another caller. I feel... <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad. You can't help it. Uh, I feel really bad. Like, I'm just sitting here like, I, we, we just take life for granted. Like, all this stuff that we got. I feel bad for, I mean, like, I'm not going to say I feel bad for y'all, but it's like, dang, we need to pay attention to different things than what we have been. It really changed me. Thank you, QBF, for the caller. <laughs> okay, good morning. I have to uh, respond to the young lady who was speaking. First off, Section 42 we were paying 1500 a month, which is a house note. So, yes, there should be more opportunities to get. Yeah. Yeah. Look at God. No, no, I'm just saying. Should, should. <laughs> so I want to say this to the callers. Listen, man, sometimes I think we feel like our biggest plight in discussion is against one another. Right. right. Thank you. She was getting ready was to start. To she that. was just ready. Because that's why I said I was the person, like, I put myself out there. Like, I remember all those things. It's like, when we get to times, we talk about this all the time. We need to really reflect on resolution and getting out to survival. Once we get out to survival mode, we can't be different. Like, things is going to change for us. Like, we instant so survival. We were talking about how these people take big checks and all this. And I wouldn't have did that. Yes, you would. If yes, you're behind you on your rent five months and somebody like, here go $10,000 say you so thank you you know what i'm saying got another caller oh that's her again that's one yeah that's me again i apologize go ahead baby hey disconnected listen section 42 i just learned about this as well our rent was 1500 a month okay but it ended up being that they were this is another way how they rephrase it taking more people with vouchers or um people coming from shelters you know, um, so no, it's not section forty two is not for section eight. Trust you and I. I just moved from one. Okay, and I was paying amount with me and my partner fifteen hundred a month. Okay. So that's not what that is. 
but it ends up turning into that because they end up accepting more Section 8, more shelter people, more vultures. I mean, the, I'm just going to say it. The Parkway Apartments, East 7th Street, St. Paul, is the worst. They've never vacuumed them floors. Our okay. mayor stood harder for this Uvang dude. We are, we just moved from there to to the north side, the north loop, as they want to call it now. Okay, there was no controllance over there, not at all. There's no management. I mean, so no section forty two. We were paying fifteen hundred. It's not section eight. They don't even have section eight up here no more. All right, thank My you. Kids are thank thank you for calling, caller. Go ahead, uh, Bell, Can we get that? Disclaimer, Cubell. Well, the views and opinions <laughs> noise, not necessarily those of Camel J as one of the South so, Board of Directors. One of, one of the things, because I'm I'm sitting on this side, I got right. I got fifty hundred thousand questions for everybody in the other room. Right. But but the thing is, is is sometimes some of these people are explaining some of the things that they're going through. Yeah. And they don't know how to navigate through the system yeah. of what's in front of them. That's correct. And that's where the problem is coming at. Because if you don't know what, what your expectations are when you come in into something and you sign in on something, mm-hmm. then whatever situation follows behind that is what you got to deal with until you be able to get out of it. That's correct. And so then what do you do now for that base of getting out of that situation? Because if you have no place to go and then all of a sudden you got a place with a roof over your head but it's leaking, which one are you going to do? You're going to take that roof with the leak? Or you gonna go back out on the street and stay where right. you at? Yeah, right. that's what I said. So, so there's and a reality. Actually, I appreciate her candor because I think that sometimes yeah. we try to be too uh, polite, and that's our problem. We want to be polite, y'all. Y'all really, I don't care that she said camel. That really doesn't bother me. I do. No, I'm gonna tell you. Hold on. Let me tell you. Don't care what. Let me let me, let me tell you why. Camel. Let, let me tell. Uh, but but, oh. but let, me, let me tell you why. I don't why. It's disrespectful. In it, my it, opinion, it, it's disrespectful. But she's expressing her feelings so we have to allow our people to express their feelings so they don't do something harmful to themselves sometimes we have to just let people land and then we correct them after they land but if we're always shutting folks up then they ain't gonna share and that's part of the problem same thing with the folks that's coming out of prison if they can't tell you what's happening to them and they can't express themselves full expression without correction they're going through that moment i'm like listen i ain't got a leaky i ain't got a leaky roof right so if you're going through that and like she said, it's not Section 8 because she's paying $1,500. So if you're paying $1,500, there's a level of housing that you should be expecting because that's a house note. So if I'm paying a house note, you should be vacuuming the hallways. You should be making sure that the maintenance is up. But part of our problem in our collective is we clap our hands because somebody else told you that they got a new high rise that's going up. No different than the, than the buildings right off here on Penn. Have you ever been in them? No disrespect to Mr. George. But, I mean, come on, paper mache. You just got to go in the building to see the carpet, see the conditions, see the walls, see how cheaply built it is to understand the conditions that we're putting our folks in. We don't want the projects, but we allow people to come build the projects, and then we, we hand clap and say, well, that's somewhere for our folks. That's what they're saying. They're saying we don't want just somewhere. We want the best conditions. We want to be able to be a part of this society. So that's okay for people to demand that, to express their frustrations. And when you see other people eating, when you know you've been waiting in line for years and you see other people leapfrog you, right? And you know you done put into this system and you know that you are only, you only got one place to go and it's this country. You only speak one language and that's English. You only gave one school system and it's this system. And you put all that in. 
but you don't get anything back in return. When I hear people in their frustrations, I'm not saying that I agree with her statement, but I'm okay with listening to her statement because when you hear those things, you understand how frustrated people are. If she came on here and she talked politely, then I wouldn't believe her statements. But by listening to what she was saying, even though I didn't like the fact that she was trying to respond to the other caller, because I don't think the other caller is the reason why she's living in that conditions. Right. Right. Like, I don't like us doing that. But I just want to say, speak your mind. So going back to thank you, Thomas. So going back to the people living upon greatness, we got a couple of minutes, um, just a little bit more and how to get in contact with you and all the information for that. Yeah. Um, we have a website, which is www.peoplelivingupongreatness. And also we can be reached at one 489 4101 again 888-489-4101 and please reach out uh twin cities because and and one more thing i want to say this um myself and adonaya we approached mayor fry we we had a real serious conversation with him and the nonchalant Mm. attitude about that you know, it was, oh, you know, he got a mustache, though. That's what they talking about. He got a mustache. He got a everybody, mustache. Everybody happy. He got a mustache. But that, but but hey, listen, he gonna look out for us because he got a mustache. We'll go ahead. Go ahead. Just a nonchalant attitude about you know the second chance for people getting out of incarceration. Like, hey, yeah, we asked him about all those uh, uh, office buildings and and all those properties that the city has and that's just sitting. And the nonchalant attitude that he took when we we approached him, it was like, are you serious? Man. So, um, Twin Cities, let's think about that. You know, I would, I would, I would challenge anyone. You know, let's get together and try to like make a, a a better way for you know people, people. Period. You know, we have all these pipelines to all these fundings, but where does it land? It doesn't land in the actual community where people can actually, you know, make use of these fundings. It, it lands where, you know, in people's pockets. Oh, you know, we know. So, um, <laughs> so are you looking? Are you looking for like uh, people that want to join the cause, like uh, volunteer support? Uh, are you looking for people to come and join it? We want to take it all. We want to like okay. from from Mail Fry. If you listening, uh, we want we want more property for people that are coming from incarceration. We want to be your support for uh, people that's not even coming from car- incarceration. Yeah. Let's let's we're going to be your support as well. You can reach out and we can figure out a way. Uh, again, we could be contacted at www.peoplelivingupongreatness.com or uh, 888-489-4101. And you know what I love about it? Because you're not even just on here just talking about it because we have a lot of people that do talking and they don't put the the action behind it. Like you just bought a property. I know you probably ain't ready to announce all that stuff about what's going on. But just to see somebody who actually bought actually bought a property for somebody, you know, that to have somewhere to go, like not just talking about it. And that's what me like. We talk about stuff all day. We could talk about anybody, how I go, whatever. Like, I just like to see people get the, the the resolution to resolve the problem and i know you guys are excited like shout out to your wife she didn't want to get on air today but we wanted to talk about like the supporting in that like to really be believing in what you what you're doing hey we're gonna buy a property i don't care a living a nice living condition right with nice living conditions <laughs> that you know that they can be able to come out in incarceration and um live so shout out to you i appreciate that today like what i reflect on with the four opinions like we need to do better and you know for me i'm talking about for myself that we take so many things for granted 
And it's like not even tonight because we haven't lived that life to know. And that's what I want to work on for 2024, like really being in tune. And we could get on here all day. We could support everything else, but like really supporting things that matter to our community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this this gave me something to a different spark to want to support. You were all to round it up. <laughs> no, I know. I thought you was going to say something. I know, and I was like, <laughs> like well, either, either way, but, you know, let's tell you. And how do you feel about just the passionate part about it? Like, because you've been in this for a long time. And you know you on the outside of it. That's why I love you. Because I I advocate all the time, all the time for um, clients on who are in the system, either on probation or parole. Because I advocate for housing. I advocate for jobs. I have zero problem asking for what what I I feel that they need once they let me know how to navigate. I help. I help navigate systems, all of the things, because I truly believe in humanity. And you treat people like people. And we and I tell um, those who I'm employed with all the time, we are one decision away from being on the other side of the desk. So please don't forget it. Amen. There you go. And I and I like the part about like, you know, just just not giving them that opportunity to not go back into the situation. Because like you said, at the end of the day, like I said, we of course everybody here got family that, so that's we gotta, uh, we gotta been, been incarcerated to know that, you know, it's something that they can do. So, so and Tiff, I would just like to say thank you for, uh, and KMOJ, thank you for having us here. It was, it's, it's been an experience, but also thank you for giving us a voice, and I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank oh, yeah, y'all will be back. We got some more stuff to talk about. I love to have you back. 12 watch. Yeah. We ain't playing and we just getting started. 16 million. We'll be here. 16 million. Thank you, Q Bear. Thank you, Lamar. Thank you, Latoya. We going to do this, y'all. We going to do this. We got this. Hey, Q Bear. Yes, sir. You want to you wanna finish it out with a freestyle? Uh, oh, yes, because I want to hear. Oh, no, he did good. Come on, he Q. You ready? I'm going to let you go. You go ahead, Q. Oh, Lord. Right. We got it in. <laughs> we got it out. <laughs> Somebody say shout, yeah. Oh, Lord, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank y'all thank for coming you, out. Thank you, y'all. Make sure y'all check out. People oh, living, Thomas. people living, people living upon greatness. People living upon greatness. Make sure y'all go to the website and check it out. Thank you so much. The show is called The Plug. The, oh, yeah, The Plug. We need that. Our programming on KMOJ is supported in part by the following underwriters. Bloom back to health with a celebration of your triumphant recovery from COVID-19. Your strength is an inspiration to all of us. Share your story spreading the joy of resilience. Let's collectively promote hope and healing throughout the North Star State. A message from the Minnesota Department of Health.